Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Catch Up, the podcast about contemporary hip-hop that examines where hip-hop has been, where it's going, and where it is. I'm Jordan Suami. I'm James Rathbone. And this week, we're recording a special episode because we're brought to you under pretty terrible circumstances, and that is because Pop Smoke, uh, the rapper from Brooklyn, New York, who has really kind of taken over the game and introducing a new sound and vibe, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately passed away um, last week uh, in a home invasion style situation. Yeah. It's unclear. It's still, when this is recorded, still kind of unclear what exactly happened. Um, it might be the kind of thing we never know exactly what happened or perhaps some more truth will come to light. It was incredibly shocking. But at the same time, uh, you know, we want to kind of honor the rest of his short but, you know, fruitful artistic life and kind of talk about some of his music that we really liked and uh, highlight what he sort of contributed in a really brief amount of time. For someone with a very brief career, he's had such distinctive music and injected such such unique energy into into the entire hip hop game that exactly was drawing notice like from a list rappers yeah. to, like, throughout the the world. I don't know that there's ever been a rapper. The only one I think uh, I was thinking that I can really compare it to is Little Peep, who died seemingly right before they were gonna. They'd already come out with something new, mm-hmm. push the sort of genre forward stylistically, uh, and then died before. Not that, like what they have they had done enough to sort of people take notice, mm-hmm. but died before they had really reached superstar status. So mm-hmm. they had this sort of what if is the what if I feel like uh, there. I mean, there are other cases of artists who died too young for sure, like Little Snoop or Dex Osama or like yeah. people like that. But I don't f- those as great they, as those they are, hadn't established they hadn't like, established themselves yeah, in themselves the same way. They weren't being watched in the way where like you're going to be one of the future exactly. major stars of the, of the industry. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 get into a little bit of Pop Smoke's history and career. Yeah. Pop Smoke, whose real name is Bashar Jackson. Uh, is born on June 20th, 1999. Crazy. Man, he's 20 years old. Uh, he grew up in Canarsie in Brooklyn. Mm. And he has like a pretty interesting like childhood. You know, he was a really good basketball player. He went to a prep school in Philly for basketball. And then when he was 15, he found out that he had a heart murmur and that kind of ended his, his basketball dreams, his hoop mm. dreams. You know, I mean, it's kind of crazy because it's like you talk about someone being uh, 15 and this was literally like five years ago, you know, yeah, you know, damn. so it's like, it's 2000, you know, 15, 16. Oh my God. And then two years later, uh, he started rapping in 2018. Yeah. It was really kind of crazy to think that about is... that scale, like scale of things. Cause absolutely insane. Uh, he, yeah. Like, I mean, he was just so young. He didn't look, he didn't look or seem young. No, he, seemed he didn't. seemed quite polished from day one and, and just had like a kind of presence of someone older as compared to someone like Lil TJ who is like another sort of ascendant Brooklyn rapper. Who and looks, a frequent collaborator. Yeah, a frequent collaborator who looks a bit younger yeah, as well. Yeah, and he you know? seems younger. He seems younger. He and seems, has more of like, like that kind of youthful look. Youthful look. Pop what, smoke. Like, it's also, you're mentioning is like the, the demeanor, like Pop Smoke's demeanor was like he seemed like he was in his late twenties. Exactly. Just like he was like very, you know, 
he doesn't seem like there's any founding himself that he needed to do. He exactly. was like himself. He was like fully formed. Yeah. And the interesting thing about Pop Smoke is that, you know, he started his career in late 2018, mm-hmm. which first of all is also just insane. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. it's like catch ups older than his rap career. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's yeah. deranged. It, you know, it almost reminds me in a way of, uh, of like Lil Baby. Mm-hmm. It says that he just like he basically starts rapping and right away he becomes like very popular. Yeah, exactly. So the first song that that uh, Pop Smoke put out was um, a remix of a Chef G song, mm-hmm. which is a called his, the Chef G song is called panic part three, mm-hmm. uh, NPR money, power, respect. So pop finds this, this song on mm-hmm. a random YouTube. I mean, finds a beat on a fan random YouTube channel, mm-hmm. grabs a microphone, records this re this remix, yeah. you know, records a video and basically like starts drawing massive attention from there. Yeah. So, uh, just a little, like a little, uh, brief summary of like the, history of Brooklyn drill music. Drill music, uh, as you may or may not know, it started in Chicago, most famously by Chief Keef, uh, Lil Durk, amongst others, you know, Lil Reese, Frito Santana, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, uh, which, you know, established a sound um, that kind of, I feel like, changed what street rap was globally. I mean, you can definitely see it in Toronto rap, Artists like Pressa, uh, Robin Banks, mm-hmm. Smoke Dog, all you know, Moji, all these people were very influenced by that. And then um, one of you know the places that uh, it you guard that like the drill scene, the the sort of Chicago influence uh, really has been felt was in Brooklyn. Yes, where the first and still probably the maybe the most famous person would be Bobby Shmurda. Mm-hmm. Bobby Shmurda and Rowdy Rebel of the GS9 crew. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that was, for me, it was the first time that I was like, oh, this is like a new sound to be coming from New York. It's like very different. It's mm-hmm. very clearly influenced by like Chicago and Chief Keef and like that set. And it was just like, it, I think for a long time, a lot of us had considered a lot of New York rap to be very provincial mm-hmm. and just like very like regionally focused. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is like something, a time where they kind of showed that they were in conversation with the rest of the hip hop world and mm-hmm. were putting their own spin on it, whether it's through like their own slang or like, you know, with Bobby and then also with pop is like, just like really incredible dancing. Yes. You yeah, know? Yeah. And it kind of something for like a lot of like the, the music, which is like kind of centered around like a lot of tough talk, a lot of like, you know, street related like issues the dancing adds like a levity and a certain level of i don't know swag swag and just like something it's just it just kind of like really it it, it creates this like cognitive dissonance in yeah. like, terms of what the music is and like then how they're behaving like it's like there's like a joyousness dancing, almost to it <laughs> yeah yeah, well, yeah. They're talking about murder basically it, yeah but if the dancing just makes it so much more I don't know. It just added such an interesting layer to me because it just made them kind of joyous. Yeah, almost like, sometimes. A, yeah, like a, a, it's just a completely different vibe. I mean, like there's a, there's like the meme format from uh, like Bobby Shmurda of like Bobby Shmurda like dancing where he they put on like all of these like songs that are like so fun. Yeah, they put you on a different songs. They put yeah. like Hollow Notes or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. And it's like Bobby Shmurda dancing. And it just dancing. looks totally appropriate. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I think in the in the NPR like this like Pop Smoke's first song, which uh, right now has like about. F- nearly 4.5 million views on on youtube is like you can see what is so interesting about him about 
him in like stylistically even just outside of like number one like his voice yeah just like you know like like, he's got an incredible voice it's so deep and and has a rasp to it you know yeah he's got the kind of voice that like as soon as you hear you're like i'm never gonna forget the sound you know and then in the video in the npr video there's just like all of the amazing dancing yeah you know um so let's like play a little bit of uh npr from pop smoke I need that money, that bar respect. 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 I need that money. I need that money, that bar respect. I need that money, that bar respect. Wait, it's big on that two MLB away. TQ, you got it, gonna get me too. Me too. Flooding your body like an eagle. We make it move like regal. Teach you. No, you can't hop while I see you. See you. You ain't getting better than teach you. Fuck what you talking about. Some niggas that shoot you for nothing. Gang get this spend only morning. No politics and no discussions. Back at your knife, cut him. Come to my block, rush him. Being every bro, that's the sick homie. And we gon' hurt you if you trust him. So this big papa's still they see me start running cause they know the gang. In between Bobby Schmurda, obviously we have Takashi69 who is sort of in the Brooklyn drill scene. Yeah, sort it's, of. It's sort of, but he's not re- he's one, he was kind of looking more broadly from mm-hmm. the beginning he sort of fell into it i th- feel like rather than other artists like chef g 22g's uh fabio four and there's a bunch of other more obscure ones who sort of have one-off hits mm-hmm. um uh but this is sort of it's music it's kind of a part of like gang culture in uh a lot of it is about gang culture in brooklyn mm-hmm. um and even like with uh you know Pop Smoke, that was one of his early things. He raps Crip really hard and Woo, which is sort of this loose affiliation of gang, of gangs in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that really stuck, struck me and I think many people about uh, his first big song, Welcome to the Party, uh, first like breakout song, I should yes, say, yes. Out of, out of, outside of New York, uh, because a lot of this music just would bubble in New York uh, and you know, to have a big. I mean, New York's a big enough place that you could get several million views just based off notoriety there. Mm-hmm. Basically, mm-hmm. Um, is that it had uh, sonic influence in, in the beat from another drill scene, the drill scene that is happening in the UK, hmm. um, which I think the only North American rapper we'd seen really do like kind of acknowledge was drake yes it's true otherwise it's true. and drake was really doing it on sort of his like cheesecake factory we got every flavor covered yeah here, you know yeah, you yeah. want uh just as you can go to cheesecake factory and get like spaghetti or you can get a hamburger and it's all good you can also go to drake and get like a latin music UK, <laughs> drake, you know what i mean like it's you can true. do atlanta trap it's true uh, well, i think it's also like i mean we've talked about this in the past but i think this is also like for me even though people criticize him for it this is one of the fun parts of drake is that he's like a huge rap nerd mm-hmm. and like if and I mean, you can take this whichever this suits whatever point of view you have on exactly. Drake in, in terms of this, in terms of like, is he like taking from these cultures or anything? But I think that what he's really good for is like drawing attention to these, like an entire pocket of artists and mm-hmm. saying, you know, and doing his own version of it and sometimes working with these people, but also like, you know, shining the spotlight onto like these different, like, you know, perhaps like unheard by the masses genres yeah subgenres and you know i mean one of the things you might have heard us say before you one of the things you might have felt is that like the trap sound in hip-hop has started to i think there's still people doing really interesting things with it but it's 
it's like becoming who, a little bit derivative. Who, who's doing interesting things with the trap? Yeah. Well, like Playboy Cardi, Young Thug, yeah, true. Okay, true. Uh, yeah, yeah, little yeah, yeah. baby, yeah. Uh, Gunna, you know, Gunna. Okay, Gunna, okay. There's know. a lot of people. Yeah, I think I'm just I'm just like even though I'm like definitely a, like baby. a trap aficionado in yeah. terms of like the music I love. I've loved artists for years, but I'm definitely like Ready at the point where else. I'm done with it, man. Yeah. I'm not done with it. I'll still listen to it, but I'm just no, like, give exactly. me something new. Exactly. And that's what Pop Smoke felt like it was. Yeah, you know? something brand new, so fresh. Because usually we don't see American music, period, be that influenced by other mm-hmm. other scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. Dance hall artists have notoriously had a hard time breaking out in America compared to like internationally Mm -hmm. you know it's Mm -hmm. almost easier for them to go to like europe and sort of have a hit Mm. than you know have they have sort of these gatekeepers institutionally um and so for the uk sound to come to this sort of street underground rapper out of uh out of brooklyn a canarsie brooklyn is like was seemed just so cool and different um yeah, and and like the, the production on the song comes from a UK drill producer named Eight Hundred Eight Mellow, mm-hmm. and it came out in April of twenty nineteen, so less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I think right away it was just like I I I think I first heard it in May in May of that month mm-hmm. or of that year, and I posted it in the Boosie Fade the Boosie Fade uh, Facebook group, mm-hmm. and I was just like. I was just blown. I was captivated with this video mm-hmm. and the song right away. Like, first of all, like his vo- like his voice and rap style and how he he rap he could rap pretty fast. It, and I I just enjoyed the fact that I the first few times I heard it, I'm like I can understand maybe seventy percent of what he's being is what's being said now. Yeah. So I just kept playing it over and over again. And also mm-hmm. like the production is so it's so like it's just interesting to hear an American rapper on this like UK drill kind of wave. Yeah. I remember talking to you about it super early on and I was just like obsessed with it. I remember like, I remember just playing the song on repeat for like basically an entire month. And I was looking at my last FM, like that, mm-hmm. you know, website that catalogs were listening to. And my number one song was like, welcome, was welcome to the party. And I listened to it like, you know, like 70 times or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and I never got sick of it. I was posting on my Instagram stories. Like this is the only song in the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like I was like obsessed with it. And, <laughs> It's funny because I remember us playing it at Boozy Fade and it was, it sounded different from so much of the stuff that we were playing and we were like really into it and there was a select group of people really into it. But early on, this was like sort of first month that yeah, it came out. Yeah. It was, people were still kind of, uh, it's like, this is a little different. Yeah. It yeah. A little too it took, so, it took some time for people to like come around to it. Yeah. But I mean, I guess what we didn't mention is like after he released NPR pretty shortly after there, afterwards, he signed with Steven Victor of, uh, who is, I guess best known as Pusha T's manager mm. and is a very successful hip hop manager executive. He has his own label through a public records, which is called Victor Victor. So pretty much right away, like people in the industry saw him and was like, this guy is like, has it, he has it. So he, he kind of has this, like this backing of like a powerful person in the hip hop world with a lot of connections. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, welcome to the party was just like a pretty big smash. Like, you know, Let's actually listen to a little bit of Welcome to the Party. Yeah. This is Baby, welcome to the party. Uh, I'm off the Myers and Lean. That's why I'm over retarded. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skate in a Rari. Baby, welcome to the party. Bitch, I'm a thot. Give me lit. Give me lit. Gun on my One in the head. Send in the clip. Send in the clip. Baby. Baby, don't trip. Baby, don't trip. 
Afterwards, the song is remixed by Nicki Minaj and Skepta, which mm-hmm. I think just kind of shows like exactly. the, you know, these are like A-list rappers, you know? Yeah. And it shows that people like, and it's also interesting because like when you heard Skepta, Skepta's verse is incredible on it. Nicki mm-hmm. does very well on it as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, the sound was so fresh for these rappers to hop on. Not for Skepta, it's like more in line with stuff that he's done before, but it, yeah. but it's just like, it was just like an interesting evolution, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there, there. Then there's sort of the next follow-up single, Dior, uh, is again another yeah. just like will we'll be a, these songs will be like sort of hip hop classics. Yeah, we're gonna hear them for the rest of our lives for yeah. sure. And like, you know, it's funny because like I think that Dior is such a good example of like what's so unique about about pop is that you know he like the hook, for instance, is he's just repeating a few words. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and. It's like the power of his voice and his like his like cadence, mm-hmm. like the little melody of it. It's like I think it's really the voice that make it that makes it, it work. Because sure. like even like you know he's mentioning these jeans, Micah Mary. Yeah, uh, these Micah Mary jeans. I I remember like a- after listening to the song for a little while, I was like, let me look at these jeans. The jeans they're ugly as fuck. They're in like fifteen hundred dollars. They're fifteen hundred dollars. When I googled it, it was like Micah Mary. Also, the first time I heard, it, I thought I was saying Mike and Mary. Right, <laughs> Peter Paul and Mary. Yeah, Peter but Paul it, and Mary. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a uh, Mike a Mary. Um, and when I googled it, and I like look, was looking at the images, his name came up. Also, I guess Bieber wears these jeans, mm, so yeah, like yeah. Bieber's name also came up. But um, they're like Las Vegas jeans. <laughs> you know, people go to Las Vegas they buy a new pair of Mike and Marys to go out. You know, wow, spend, get some bottled service. They you know do look I mean? like. They're the they're definitely the uh, the denim equivalent of Las Vegas. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, this this hook is like so like already legendary to me just because of like how the fact that it's like you know he's saying the same words and they just like it sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. Even if if you were to impersonate it, it sounds incredible. Um, so let's let's listen to a little bit of uh, Dior from Pop she like the way that I woo, and she let it clap for a nigga. She let it clap for a nigga. And she throw it back for a nigga. Yeah, she throw it back for a nigga. Michael Mary, Michael Mary. Billy Jean, Billy Jean. Uh, Christian Dior, Dior. I'm up in all the stores. When it rains, it pours. She like the way I heard. Michael Mary, Michael Mary. Billy Jean, Billy Jean. So, you know, that fall kind of continues to rise he's released this uh, song featuring will tj who is another new york artist who was blowing up last year yeah, and this year and this year um and and tj's like like much like pop tj's already like kind of a, a, like past pop in terms of that yes. but like tj is like primed to be one of the biggest stars of hip-hop in the next like few years yes exactly um and he also appeared on the Travis Scott project Jack Boys, which just says something about and basically had his own song. Yeah, more it was or less. like his, Travis Scott like ruins the song. Yeah, Travis Scott's presence ruins the song. Yeah, but it's like Travis Scott's essentially him and Drake are basically the biggest rappers right now. Yes, it's true. And so for him to be like, I want this is like Travis Scott has never is will never really be accused by most people of wave riding in the same way that Drake does, even yeah. though he is. So much more of a wave rider. It's true. Like, it's true. But it's just because he's kind of a chameleon himself. It's like, what is Travis Scott's actual 
sound. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. So it's on Jack Boys, which is an okay project. He yeah, kind of okay. has Don Tolliver and Pop Smoke as sort of these new artists and Sheck West, I guess. Is yeah. Well, those Sheck West and, and Don Tolliver are on his label, yeah. uh, Cactus Jack, whereas yeah. Pop was kind of like, you know, they bring in a ringer. Yeah, exactly. Like, Show like, the relevance. This, this is like the, one of the hottest, freshest guys in the game. Yeah. And like, you know, you get that kind of like, it's like everyone gets something out of it. Pop gets introduced to an entire new audience through, through Travis Scott's mm-hmm. um, teenagers in Iowa fan base. Yeah. And then he gets to, Travis gets to siphon some of Pop Smoke's cool. Yeah. They also shot this really incredible video. Yes. Where they, they go to uh, Canarsie, I believe, like Pop Smoke's neighborhood in yeah. the middle of the night and they're just there in a, I don't know what kind of car it is. It's a Bugatti. In the Bugatti. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um... um so that was really cool. And then, like, later, uh, Pop, like, I guess also in late 2019, Pop went to the, the UK, went to London, did a bunch of shows that he sold out and got s- so much love from, like, the local community there, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I think just also shows that, like, you know, that the people in the UK, f- like, they appreciate the fact that, like, there's this kind of, like, there's music that's being created in conversation with them mm-hmm. in the US that's directly influenced by them and like their own kind of like interpretation of hip hop. Yeah, exactly. I mean in the you know in the er, sort of mid early 2000s there was like a point where grime sort of came to North America and it was like it was like a sort of novelty thing like you know I think UGK collaborated with Dizzy Rascal and like uh you know maybe there were some like kind of shout outs from people and like maybe most sort of notably Dipset had uh, this group called SAS. SAS. Oh my God. But like in some sense, it's always, I mean, until sort of uh, Drake uh, and Kanye kind of brought uh, kind of grime UK artists like Giggs and Skepta to North America in the recent years, it's always kind of, they almost are kind of similar to Canada as far as U.S. artists goes, where it's like they, even though they can be so big there, they sort of struggle for legitimization in American music. Mm. So I feel like the notion that they're almost setting the trend in North America was hugely, hugely appreciated. It's true. It's you know? true. And like, I feel things have really changed in the last few years. Like, yeah. you know, like here our friends uh, throw a party called uh, Bear Selection. Mm-hmm. Is that the party that's like the... Yeah. Yeah, our friends throw a party here called Bear Selection, which is just, it's only UK rap. Yeah. And it's like packed every month. People are there like rapping all the words. Like, you know, Dave Dave was here last year and sold out the Phoenix, which is like 1,500 seats. And mm-hmm. like, you know, the UK artists in Toronto, at least, are like, they are, they're, they're, they've broken through. Yeah, Like yeah. they're as popular as like, you know, whoever the hottest American rapper is yeah. or, you know. So it's like, it's interesting to see the evolution of that. Um. Pop also had a really incredible feature, uh, sorry, freestyle on the LA Leakers radio show mm-hmm. that was like, you got to go out of your way to watch on YouTube. But like, let's let's just play a snippet of it because I think it really shows just for, his versatility. His versatility and like what the fact that we, there's styles of his that we haven't even see, seen him like lean into yet, but mm-hmm. he's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And it really is like, you get that like that that old school that New York vibe, the Fifty Cent vibe, the G Unit vibe, mm-hmm. mixed in with some some other new sauce. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to uh, Pop Smoke's like uh, LA Leaguers freestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
shots up in his neck, I won't let her. XD a nigga, draw a Beretta. Shoot first, you do yourself a favor. Report like I'm Greg Sager. Back out a nigga, in with the bluffing. Drag war, nigga, shoot you for nothing. Ten toes up on your back, I'm drumming. SK, I have a run, it's pop smoke. It's that nigga from the floor, shit, bitch, right back. And I don't politic, cause niggas ain't like that. I drop a slip or two and get a light pack. And I don't care if you lose and still fight back. Man, slaughter any homicides. Whole bunch of mamas cry, whole bunch of niggas die. Looking up, I wonder why. Why niggas took my god? I'm still screaming RIP to all my fallen soldiers. For now, I'm giving hot shells like tacos. Big boo, I'm nacho. Still ducking potholes and still dumping that top. I ain't going front, yeah, I'm a leader, man. So, 2020. It's a lot of attention on Pop Smoke. Yeah. Uh, he's like, people are really excited about him. It's very clear that he's got something. And, yeah. like, you know, it's like, he was still like in the on the upswing of like people finding out finding out about him and coming around to him and like when uh he released a song a single like pretty early on this year called Christopher Walking yeah which is a uh, and the cover the the single art is a reference to Christopher Walken in the role of Frank White uh King of New York a movie mm-hmm. screened with Boosie Fade Film Club at the, at the Toronto International Film Festival building um but yeah, it's like so. The song is like it's 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 basically anointing himself as the king of New York. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, and like you know, part of his dancing is like the woo walk. So there's like yes. that entendre there. And the song is just so. It's like one of the, his his music has such high energy. I feel you know my my usual sort of sloth like self feels you know renewed and motivated when I hear heard that song, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, I also have this feeling whenever I get really excited about an artist. Uh, sometimes I'm like I'm like a little worried because I'm like, when are they going to start to be bad? Or yes, like, exactly, when are they going to yeah. not live up to my expectations? And I was thinking about this most recently with like a boogie with the hoodie. Like yeah. he was one of my favorite yeah. rappers when I first heard him, like in like 2016. Yeah, and like I mean now to like put it pretty generously, like he's not great. Yeah, you know his music is like the definition of generic. He just yeah. seems like he's given up and is just focused on like kind of making hits. Yeah, at any cost to like yeah. whatever is the easiest path to like radio. Yeah, and like. I mean, whatever, it's still relatively com- comparatively early in Pop's career. Mm-hmm. But when Christopher Walken came out and I felt like it was almost as good, if not better, than like Welcome to the Party or like Dior or some of his other songs, mm-hmm. I, it just made me so excited for him. Because I was yeah. like, oh, this guy is like, he can rap rap, yeah, you know? Exactly. like, And just has that that kind of energy that you're looking for. So that, that was on Meet the Woo 2, uh, which came out on February 7th. I mean, this is it's all so like fresh and recent, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's so crazy. Uh, which is a great album, um, you know, especially if you like what Pop Smoke does, which is these like hard UK drill uh, with sound, like production with like really high energy raps. Mm-hmm. And like with the exception of Quavo on this project, the rest, the only other features are just New York based rappers. It's, mm-hmm. it's A Boogie, it's Lil TJ, and it's a uh, Five Yo. Yeah. And um, yeah, and he just like announced a massive tour that was going to come to Toronto. I had tickets for super excited for mm-hmm. um and it uh, was selling out rapidly in cities across america and canada like he there was like this was he was basically anointed as like one of the bright new stars of the genre and he was like and i think just based on like what like what so his freshness his uniqueness his mm-hmm. and like based off of the la leakers uh saw a freestyle like the, his versatility and skill in different types of different sounds different yeah. styles he was set up to be one of the biggest stars. stars of yeah. The, yeah. I mean, I, you know, for me, I've, I, I, I really like him and I, but I almost think that I got your excitement about him has uh, made me always more interested in him. I always felt like he was like one of, 
I've rarely seen you be this excited about a new rapper <laughs> ever, you yeah, know, in our many years true. of friendship. Uh, it's, it just feels like such a shock. And, and it's so, it's like kind of one of the hard things about being a fan of rap music, you know, is that like the artists, you don't, you know, there's something about the tenuous about the lives of the artists mm. and it can, it's just, you're going to have to kind of get used to tragedy if mm-hmm. you're going to be seriously invested in, in like these uh, young men, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it really, I, I think for me, I was thinking about it. Like with Pop Smoke, literally, you know, I feel like people always say this kind of things, but this like literally happened the night before, before he passed away. I was at home like by myself and I was just like thinking about what one of the f- the funnest parts of hip hop is how every, seemingly like almost every year or at least every year and a half, there is somebody who is doing something that is either from a region that you haven't thought of or is like completely new. That's like got a fresh style with their own slang and their own like kind of fresh take and like is bringing something unique and vital to the genre that we just have not seen in this like package before. Mm-hmm. And it basically almost like almost can like reshape the entire genre in their image for, for a moment. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what keeps rap so fresh is that there's always somebody new. Like even like, I remember even like thinking of like when I first heard of like, YBN Namir, you mm-hmm. know? And I was like, oh shit, like, you know, and like whatever. He didn't end up sustaining sustaining it, but it was yeah. like for a moment where you're here like rubbing off the paint and like whatever, you're like, oh, this dude's from like Alabama or yeah, something. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. what? Yeah. It's just like it's just like that those like little injections are what kind of keeps the genre fresh. Mm-hmm. You like whereas like I guess most rappers are, you know, I feel like there's very few unstone uh unturned stones in hip hop in terms of subject matter. Mm-hmm. And especially in mainstream hip hop, it's all kind of the same thing. Yeah. But what makes it interesting and unique is like where are they from? What's their slang? What do they dress like? And yeah. like the I was thinking about how that's so cool about hip hop and I was thinking about how it's cool that that person right now is pop smoke. Yeah. And then literally the next day is like, you know, in the morning I get a Facebook message from a friend who's like this and it's like a link to a TMZ article. Yeah. Of like this person, you know, passing away, which is like just really like kind of like heartbreaking and sad and just like it's a similar feeling that you kind of have with like a little peep or like you know juice world it's like somebody who was doing very well was doing something that was like pretty fresh mm-hmm. and had like so much success in their future like that they didn't even get to see like yeah. that's like the, the part that is like really sad to me is that yeah. like like they're not even get, gonna get to see like all the blessings that were in store for them exactly i mean like all when he uh, the day he died like all of these artists post photos of him in the studio, like Quavo, Meek mm-hmm. Mill, Travis Scott, like basically implying that he was like going to be working with essentially all the A-list mm-hmm. artists in rap. And, uh, you know, it, it, and even to the point of like, just when someone is that confident of bringing a new style, a new sound to rap, mm-hmm. it's, that's what you need as a as a genre and as a listener you want people who can help change things because especially in the age of like algorithm based you know selection and 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 essentially artist promotion you know the artists that get pushed onto the mainstream come through these algorithms so much of the time you know thanks to tiktok and stuff like that Mm. someone with actual originality is just so vital Mm-hmm. You know, and that's mm-hmm. why I well, part of the reason it hurts so much is to see like so much wasted potential over. I mean, it's not. I, I it's like I, it's just so senseless. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and like not to mention like the a, the A list rapper like part, but like he's going to be in a movie with Eddie Huang. Um, 
uh, and if you go to to Eddie's Instagram, which you should check out, he has some some videos that he posted of like of like pop auditioning and pop like him working on with pop on a scene and just like it's just like a really interesting thing because it also kind of shows you that like you know once again like you don't even know what this what his life would have turned out into to be and mm-hmm. like the fact that we're robbed of that is just like the huge tragedy and he does have um you know a few projects out where you can kind of like sense what he was doing mm-hmm. and like clearly a lot of other songs record that he has recorded that you know may or i mean very likely will come out but yeah it's just the same we're not gonna be able to see like the full evolution of like what he could have been as an artist mm-hmm. so um yeah, I think I think let's just play a little bit of Christopher Christopher Walken, King of New York. Heard he was talking, but he never jumped out the stool. Think that it's sweet till I pull up and pop out his shoe. And they say I got the juice. I bought the Dior, the Dior. Now that's all I rock for the shoes. Porsche niggas, hot boy. You ain't in the field, you a top boy. We gon' tie that boy up like a cowboy. I'm the one that they envy like cowboy. Broke bitches ain't allowed. She wanna fuck with a real one. Real niggas back in style. I ain't no window shopper. Yeah, and that was Christopher Walken. Um, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I, you know, hip hop is worse for this happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that, that's, I think we'll, we'll end here. I, I would say just like, you know, like check out his music, check out, check out the videos, try and do the dance moves that he does. Mm-hmm. They're really, they're really fun to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you want to come, you know, sort of celebrate him, come to the next Boozy Fade yeah, on March. We're gonna 6th. play a lot of a lot of a lot of the Pop Smoke jams. Yeah, so you know, it'll be one way to kind of send him off a little bit mm-hmm. in our own. It's like own fu- way. I was gonna, you know, the one thing I was most excited about going to his concert for was being able to do the, you know, Irish jig dancing that he <laughs> that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, with a group of people yeah, like yeah. I just wanted to do that and at the last Boosie Fade we did it with a few people mm-hmm. and I feel like now there's going to be so many more doing it which is like very exciting to think about but yeah so join us if you if you would like to come celebrate pop and you know have some fun yeah. it's our second last party ever yeah uh, it's March 6th 2020 That's at the shop in Toronto yeah uh, otherwise like you know stay safe hug your loved ones yeah and thanks, just like appreciate thanks. and cherish life yeah Thanks as always to Kyle, our producer, and to Corey, our researcher. Yeah, Corey, we appreciate you, man. Corey really, yeah, comes he really, get, he really digs deep and and helps us out with the research big time. So, mm-hmm. thank you very much for listening. We will, you know, this was a special episode that we just popped up with because we, you know, I was such a, we were such big fans of Pop Smoke's music, and we just think that you know more we should t- uh, talk about like what it is about his music that made him special. I also want to mention, actually, that there was a lot of good writing about Pop Smoke in the past week. Mm-hmm. There's um, there's stuff at The Fader. Uh, John Cameronica in New York Times wrote something really good. And there's uh, an article in The New Yorker or on The New Yorker website that is uh, very good about Pop Smoke. So I would... If you're if you're listening to this and you heard what we're saying, like I think the, these a lot of these people were like New York based. Mm-hmm. And so they're... they're, they're, they're um, the impact of pop smoke to them is also is a different flavor so i would strongly encourage you go out of your way to read those things and if you just want to have a fuller picture of what he meant um all right that's it thank you very much <laughs>